0: This episode will try its best to bring some peace, calm, and peace of mind into the universe in order to negate everything that's going on in the world right now. So if that's your niche, please stick around. Hello, everybody. At this point in recording, it is now 10.19pm. I took a little bit of a break, took a little bit of a hiatus, because surely, um with things in transition of me going from college to a new job and finishing training and all, all that stuff, it's it's been a little bit difficult to find time to do this <laughs> really. Um But that's the thing, you know, the only thing that's constant is change. That's one of the things that has been popping up in my mind as of late, you know, and yeah, that's sort of, in a way, it's kind of calming because we all know that we're all going through periods of change, whether we want to acknowledge that or not. So it's no surprise that these past two years, even if you could argue three years or however you feel, has been kind of a bit of, uh, had a feel fearful type, um, aura to it, you know? If you want to call it that, either way, there's very many scary events happening in the world even now. Um, We are all aware of that, whether you want to acknowledge that or not. But if you want to use this episode as just sort of a means to, you know, get your mind off of things, this will be the only time that I'm acknowledging that the world is kind of a scary place right now. Just. As a sort of benchmark to just try to get you from, you know, if you're on a scale of like 5 out of 10 of anxiety, hopefully this episode will get you back to uh, a 3 or a 2. Maybe not a 1, because we need a little bit of anxiety. But point being, let's just talk. Now, um... I would like to talk about some sort of thing that, you know, isn't too deep. You know, I feel like if I wanted to cover deep topics, I probably would have prefaced that in the trailer, but as stated in the trailer, you know, I want just to chill. And again, I am sort of still getting back into things, you know, with the podcast and like trying to stay consistent. Um, I do want to make it a goal to keep this a regular thing. And. I guess this can sort of be more of a personal thing because I've been doing a lot of introspective things. You know, I'm kind of, and in terms of like the social aspect of who I am as a person, I'm kind of in a unique situation socially. Um, You know, I've uh, started a new job and in the middle of my shift last Friday, because at this point it is now August 30th when I'm recording this, last Friday I got broken up with over over text message which um unfortunately i think i'm more upset with the fact that i wasn't more upset about it than i was than i was than i thought i was going to be um i was kind of always mentally preparing myself that it was probably going to end um because i didn't really feel any sort of safety or you know security when it came to this person that i was dating and i will not mention their name um because it's something that I feel like I've always like gone into a negative spiral pattern. Um, I, I don't want to say that at this point I'm the very, I'm the best sort of lover. And that's something that I wish I could work on without the use of experience and not using any other person's practice. And I think that's something that society has not really touched on. I would say that I'm much of a better off friend than I am a lover. Uh, romantic lover, in that sense. But... And I think that just comes to the fact that when it comes to how I function, I've always been sort of independent in the sense that everything that has been mine has been mine. And I don't know how I operate when I'm sharing so much of my life with another unit and being part of a collective unit in sort of sense. I think when I was living in a house with who I would consider my best friends at the time, uh, best friends now, um, it wasn't really the same I, situation at all. because um, I always have put friendship and romantic relationships in such a different headspace for me. And if you relate to this at all, you know, I think you know what I'm talking about, where I kind of have this dynamic with friendship to be different than a romantic relationship. I was talking with a friend the other day, and I'll, I'll also not mention his name. And he didn't genuinely, genuinely did not understand how people can just date, just the date. <laughs> the way he sort of operated with things is just, you know, you get to know a person and if you want to be in a relationship with them, you sort of initiate that. Which I guess maybe that's something I should try along the way you know, back when everything opens up again and I can be a sociable person. Um, Because I think we're all at this point where we just want to get out there safely. So I think think that's still something that I would wish I could work on more often. But in that sort of sense, within this breakup, I'm totally okay. In You know, I want to think that chalks up to me maturing as a person, but also because past the superficial things of common hobbies and interests. I don't think we ever connected on a deeper level, which is kind of upsetting, but you know, I wish them well and hope on their journey that they'll be on their way. I think if I was put in the same situation, kind of like a year, well, two to three years ago, definitely pre-COVID, I probably would have not been in the same headspace as I am now and uh, yeah i think yeah that's where i stand and i think that totally is because i guess being sort of in this independent headspace you know most of my friends that i have now live cities away from me if not several counties away from me several like different parts of the state and stuff like that and that's something that you know i've come to view as normal but you know it's not the case for most people that have their friends in a sort of dis, uh, where they can just either drive to their friends, see them over the weekend. And I, I don't see that as a bad thing. I really don't. Um, even though it's kind of awkward to bring up with, you know, my coworkers, like, what are you doing over the weekend? I'm just like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my friends. Like where? I'm like, oh, on the, on the computer. <laughs> but obviously I don't say that part, but you know, most of my coworkers are kind of older than me. Um, but, I don't know where I would be without online platforms where I could connect with my friends and all that stuff. And that's something I'm eternally grateful for when it comes to the internet. Uh, I'd say that's worked out in my favor, I would say, hopefully. But, um, yeah, I guess we're going to be talking a lot about human connection today. (laughs) Um, let's stop saying, um. What I feel like growing up with, I had a lot more empathy and sympathy for people to which I should have not had. Because I feel like that stems from a place of, growing up I modeled a lot of my friendship dynamics after my dad, who is to this day one of the most kindest, patient people I've ever met. Even though I am not the kindest and patient person all the time, I will still say I, st- I still do emulate some qualities in that Into where I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I also think I am—ooh, <clears throat> excuse me, holy shit. Um, I also do think I am kind of sensitive in a pers- uh, in a sense, you know, um, definitely more than some people might assume because I can be very snarky and at, at and very points very morbid at times. Um, But, you know, there are points where, you know, I've broken down in tears, you know, probably more often than I would like to admit. Some of it was because of quarantine. Some of it was because of just genuinely dis- distasteful interactions I've had with people. And I think it should make sense that, you know, we're all in pretty vulnerable spaces right now, you know, no matter how you put it. Um, I think there's something okay with being vulnerable and that's something I feel like I have sort of given off a vibe of with all these episodes of just me using vulnerability as a sort of construct as a basis for what I want to talk about. I think when it comes to vulnerability, I think growing up even I viewed it as sort of a weakness, but everything Can either be good or bad or whatever within context. If someone kicks, if you think of someone kicking down a door, you must think like, oh, they must be a misbehavioral person, but if they're kicking down a door to save someone from a burning building, then that's obviously something totally different. Same thing how I view with like being soft and vulnerable. I think we as a human species has kind of, unfortunately from what I've seen online, I think the internet has sort of hardened us in a way. Um, We don't feel the need to be vulnerable or sympathetic anymore. I think especially when it comes to searching for people that we're not directly connected to on the internet, It, it can be hard to find people that emulate a sort of vibe that you would find in like either a classroom setting or like a real life setting because people can act how they want. And I think that's hard us as a generation because the whole thing with empathy and sympathy is that like, I think people fail to reach a, a, an understanding of how that could imply what good that could do for the world. And what we can do as a society is just sort of break that down, but obviously we have More stuff on our hands. And yeah. What I think I like to do in my part is, you know, just. There are times where I am kind of a bitter person, especially in my mind. Does that make me vulnerable inside? Kind of, but not in the best way I would imagine. However, I think when it comes to me being sort of you know bitter and resentful and even jealous, you know I've, I think these past few months I've realized that I am jealous of a couple of my friends who I see are pretty <laughs> pretty neurotypical or pretty stable and you know are in a pretty good place in their lives, and even though I feel like I am in a better place in my life than I was before, <laughs> sometimes I wish I didn't deal with the stuff that I had to deal with day to day in my sort of mind. And you know I was reading um or I guess years ago I was in a humanities course and we were watching a film with Carl Jung and one of the things that he resonated with me is that him he stated he was talking to a patient and she said to Carl Jung He goes Carl Jung Uh do you think that I could be a psychologist myself. And then he said, "Oh yes, definitely. Us normal people have our limitations." Or something like that. And I just think that's one of the only thing where one of the only instances where I felt like we could sort of see mental sort of uh neurodivergence as sort of a a beautiful thing, just because of how different people like us can view things and create things from a unique perspective that other people don't. And even though I don't want to, I very much am against glorifying illnesses and disabilities and stuff like that, I think there's something that is inherent that is creative and beautiful that we can utilize to an advantage if it's done right. And maybe I'll get into that in the next part or I'll completely diverge from it. But that's what I'll that's where I'll stop for now. This part of the podcast I want to touch on one of the topics that I talked about last time. Um and it's kind of something that I'm eternally grateful for and I think is one of the biggest blessings in my life, and which is my social group and my friends that I've accumulated over my four, five-ish years of college and after. I kind of am of the belief that all of the people that I've sort of cultivated into my life is Genuinely, because you know, I I like to think that people, even when I am at my worst, people do give me the benefit of the doubt, you know, friend or not. But I think when it all comes down to it, I think there was one point where I was a very vulnerable person, in in a way that I didn't want to be, and I'm grateful for the people that have stayed because I know there are people that would have not stayed. And yeah, I think when it all comes down to it, I wasn't even, it wasn't even really about myself when I was in this sort of dark space and harder years of my life. I think it was more about me sort of wanting to be with someone that cared about me past what I look like and what I, you know, talked about on a day-to-day basis in sort of the shallower spectrum of conversations. You know, and actively going out of my way to make friends was sort of not the way to go, but really just going with the flow and not fighting it, and now I am in this space to where I, at least now I can have people I can talk with basically anything about and I think that's one of the biggest blessings that I've stated and I say this once again because I know that I am probably really lucky. And on top of that, I think there are qualities in every single one of my friends that they emulate that I wish I had within myself, or maybe I do emulate it myself as either result because of them, or something I picked up unconsciously. And yeah, I'm- I sometimes think that it's kind of- I think it's a great thing that I think very highly of my friend group and to the point where you know, I think of them as like a second family, and I don't, I hate, I hate, I hate using that term um, because of how I, myself, viewed relationships and friendship alone then proves my point of how I viewed like a different circle, like in a totally different manner, different shades and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think when it comes down to it, I, this is just me gushing over my friends. <laughs> But I want to actually get some takeaways from this, you know, for people who might feel a little bit lonely at times and it's not, not in the best position when it comes to, you know, maybe the person just reading this is having sort of a conflicting thing with one person or several. And it's not to say a friendship can't have conflict or anything like that. That's normal and that's something that is a part of life. But what I, can I say to you, friend, is that you are probably, even if you, whether you're in the wrong or not is something I cannot know, but if your sort of test that I sort of put in myself is, it really is a gut feeling of if, would I trust these people to, you know, kind of like, I guess these are questions along the lines, like, would I trust this person to keep my door locked at night if I fall asleep first. Would I trust this person to not draw on my face if I ask them not to? Would I ask this person to leave the toilet seat up? You know, little questions like that sort of gave me like a sort of sense of just like if I trust this person, you know, not to be a friend or anything like that, but just, you know, definitely not be an asshole. (laughs) I think that what we do forget is that we can throw all the ins... Ah, uh, the uh, insults and, um, mean things we say to people and talk so many things behind people's back and feel like we're not the ones at fault. But the minute that happens to us, it appears that we're the victim. And you know, it's like not every interaction you have with a person is going to be perfect. You can be the sweetest, juiciest um, fruit in the garden. And then there's going to be someone who is either allergic to fruits or does not like fruits. That's something that I'm still accepting. And even though I feel like I'm... The the people that I interact with on a day-to-day does not really vary. And I like to think that (laughs) most people that I interact with at least, you know, don't hate me. But if I was in a different setting, you know, in a school setting, to where I was constantly interacting with people, I something that I think I would still be um, accepting in the is that there are just people who are just going to straight up not like who I am as a person. I think it would have affected me more if someone, like years ago, when it's so, if someone would just went up to me and said, "I don't like you," um, I probably would have been more upset than I would be now. On the contrary. <laughs> If one of my friends, close friends, came up to me and said, hey, uh, I don't like you, that would probably hurt 10 times more just because of all the stupid stuff that I probably splurged on, you know, them probably drunk or sober, and like all the baggage that I've put, you know, out into the world and onto their plates sometimes, but, you know. I think when we, when it feels like we have no one to turn to, it it can feel more isolating than it actually is in the moment. And what I can say to you, friend, is that if you are feeling alone, it's it will not be forever. And you're probably thinking like, how would you know that if you've never met, you know, me? But there are so many people in the world, and. About how you, you're going to come across a lot of different people. Many of which who you know will probably see something within you that they want in themselves. And that's how you guys will attract to one another. And I hope that happens to you one day. And I'll put this message out into the universe. That if you are feeling lonely that you're even listening to me within this podcast. You are just a little bit less lonely because if there's one feeling that I hate in the world, it's feeling isolated and feeling that no one is actually out for you. So even if you're listening to this, even though I'm not there with you for this episode, I am here to be for you. So if you want to stick around, you know, just let me keep talking. And let me be the genuine person that you need to stick around and play this home over many times you want and let's talk about things that might resonate with you, might not. And even though we don't always have to see eye to eye, I hope that you'll stick around. I think we, when people are mean to another, I think we always fail to realize that we all wake up in the morning. Why do we all have to be so mean? We all see the same sunrise, we all get out of bed, we all wake up, we need to hydrate, brush our teeth. And why do people feel like they have to be so mean? Which is something I personally will never understand. Even when I was sort of in a darker space, even when I wasn't the kindest, even when I wasn't the nicest, I would still say to myself now, Why do you have to be so mean? And I can say for my case, I lost a part of myself that my childhood self would probably be ashamed of losing, but that's okay because the only thing that is constant is change and people change and life changes and we will all change and I hope that each day you will change a little bit for the better because that's what I would want from you as a friend. This segment is going to be fairly short, but I want to say something to you, listener. I think... At one point, we've all considered pursuing a dream, and as we've gotten older, I think it's easier to say that we've kind of shut the door on that and sort of quote unquote waken up to reality. This is my sign of telling you that it's okay to wake up to reality and still want to pursue a dream in some capacity. I think that if you're anything like me, there has been more than one point in the day where you wish that, God, I wish I could not be here right now and just be out there doing what I love. Maybe you're in a school pursuing a major that you don't care about. Maybe you're in a job that you don't care about, and I'm not saying to just drop everything. Don't quit your job. Don't, don't drop out of school. <laughs> What I'm saying is, even if it takes time, even if it takes sacrifice, if you want to pursue a higher mode of happiness and fulfillment, take some time out of your day to do what you wish. It doesn't even have to be your dream. It can be something that you that makes you happy. Live for you. Live for yourself. Don't ever feel like You belong to anybody else but you and the people that will support you. You don't have to drop everything to pursue your dream. You can still be a part of society and still be what you want to be and do what you want to do. And I can't tell you how to do that, but what I can say is that I am trying to practice what I preach. And yeah, please don't let your inner child die. And if it did, you can always bring it back to life because that is something within you that will never, ever be taken from you, much like your thoughts, your actions, your feelings. Those are all yours for your entire life. And when you are on when you get older think i want you to i hope you think to yourself i'm so glad i did what i loved and this is just me telling you that if there's a reason why you dream it everything all started with a dream and there must be a reason that you've had it and go pursue it little by little day by day Make it, paint it, write it, draw it, whatever you wish, please don't feel like you're wasting away. So, thank you for listening, I will see you when I see you, goodbye.